Hey, this is Chelsea Perry. Welcome to Tame the Circus Brain. Hey, today I want to talk about what we do for treats. I was with a friend in Italy and this really kind guy, I think his name was Francisco, naturally. <laughs> uh, he helped us. Yeah, it was Francisco. And uh, it was we had a really cool experience with him for a couple days. He was a professional guy that um, drove people around and we ended up becoming friends with him. And he was talking about how when he drives Americans to eat, it shocks him because we eat almonds or something like on the way to eat. And and he'll say, well, we're almost at dinner. Like, I don't want you to spoil your meal. And they say, oh, I know I'm just starving. And he's like, you're literally going to be eating in 30 minutes or whatever. And we had this long conversation about the differences between our cultures. And he brought us this like really cool mozzarella uh, cheese from like the mountains of Italy. And it was really dramatic and it was delicious. And we had this experience with him and he was also talking about social media treats and how we long for likes and we post things and then we're disappointed if we don't get enough attention from it. And it's all this treat driven culture. And it was so fascinating listening to listening to this guy. He works in Sorrento um, and in Italy and listening to him. At, and he's like the host of a lot of American vacationers. Yet he has a culture of Italian um, vacation life. And so it was so interesting hearing his point of view. And it really impacted my life. I thought about it and I thought, I don't want to be feasting on treats. I don't want to be longing for treats. Like I want to be sustained off of things that are of substance. And I don't want to be eating on the way to my meal. I want to wait for, you know, where I'm going and to really sit down and have a good, you know, dining experience. Or I want to, you know, ha have pleasure in my real relationships instead of, online on with people that you don't even know who they are and it's like engaged in these bizarre conversations and some of them are fun but a lot of them it's like where is this even going like what's the fruit of this you know and I know that good things can come from it I've heard about it um I haven't really experienced it much besides like rekindling relationships with old friends like that's been fun and that's uh an exciting thing or you know my art fan base or something like connecting with other people like I have a few artist friends that I've connected with because of social media. And that's really cool. Like that wouldn't have happened or been possible without it. So there's definitely value to it. And I enjoy staying connected with the people that want to hear what I'm up to through that. So I think that's cool. But just the concept of feeding ourselves with things that aren't significant really affected me. I thought that was really a good way to say it. And he was just making a point about our patience level our drive, like how the people that he is surrounded by, you know, we had this really lavish experience with this mozzarella cheese and they, of course, I don't drink and the friend I was with doesn't drink. So they kept bringing us limoncello or whatever. And I'm like, I, we're so sorry. Thank you. You can have it. <laughs> it was very kind of them. Um, but it was just a fascinating experience as they just kind of lounge and linger and enjoy and savor moments and how we're like, cool, on to the next, on to the next, on to the next. And the good thing is I was with one of my childhood friends who we get each other and we were both in it for the experience. And we definitely were 
enjoying the moment. And we later found out, we read in a travel book, that the place that we were sitting is one of the, actually, it said it was the number one place for people watching in the world. I mean, how can you define that? Like, maybe the airport could beat it. <laughs> um so I don't know how you can truly say that, but that's what one of the travel books that we read was saying, this specific square that we sat on and watched the people. Um, it was so fun as we just kind of embraced it and took a deep breath and chilled out and enjoyed it instead of having to be entertained every second. Same with the Amalfi Coast. Oh my goodness, that whole area is so beautiful. And I don't talk about my travels that much because... Um, you know, I don't know. I'm, I travel a lot and I'm on different assignments and I have different kinds of things I'm doing all the time. And I can't really explain it a lot of what I'm doing. And so I, it's like, why even bring it up if you can't really talk about it? But that was a trip that I was actually just going with a friend to enjoy the world. And it was really healthy for my soul. I needed it in my gut. I needed it in the part of me that that needs to be reminded how big the world is. And I feel like there's nothing that can do that like travel. Like travel is the only way that you go, wow, the world is so small. And you stare at, you know, the statue of David and you're like, I get why it's so great. It's shocking. It's just so fascinating. You just, you see things from a different point of view when you travel the world. And it's one of those things that it's like the best education you can get. I've thought about this a lot. When you actually see when people are suffering, it really puts things in perspective. And, you know, our work in Kosovo, I've gotten to go to Kosovo a lot. And we've been going there since after the war. I mean, years ago, maybe 15 years ago. And we've been with the same people for so many years now. And we love the people over there so much. And it's amazing how they have things figured out that as a culture, that we definitely don't. Like one of my friends, Vagem, is in the first class of military over there because their nation is, it's a new country uh, with their new independence. And so he's one of the first class of, uh, ar of army. It's really cool. So he comes over here to America, to our Pentagon and and has been trained. And it's, it's really incredible as I'm saying it, like, that's pretty cool as I'm saying it. <laughs> um, anyway, I said, well, what's the difference? You know, teach me, I want to learn. And he said, the difference between the American culture and the Kosovar culture is with the Kosovars, you're never alone. Like you, there's always someone to hang out with, with the American culture, you look up and at the military base and everybody is isolated in their room and you see glowing televisions and you see glowing screens and everybody's on their computers and on their TV isolated and alone. And there's so much loneliness. And with Kosovars, there's so much camaraderie. There's so much beauty in the connection of their culture. Everybody's hugging on each other. I'm uh, extremely affectionate and I've had to learn that Everybody doesn't like that. <laughs> so I've had to learn that, um, you know, you just got to high five and hug and fist pump and side hug the people that aren't super affectionate or would misread the love that I have in my heart to give. And for everybody else, the ones that are my nearest and dearest, I definitely am affectionate with them. But Kosovars are affectionate with everybody. It's incredible. I've gotten more kisses and love from Kosovo than I have from 
people in America from my own home church, I bet. I mean, really, they are so loving. And it's something that I think is really cool. And now that's an exaggeration because I really love my home church and I'm really connected to our community. But I'm just saying it's very interesting that some places that might be in physical need or, um, you know, hungry or need technology or are behind with dentistry or whatever, they are way ahead of us with community and connection and family and priorities. And I also actually, it's interesting, I was in the hospital there with a friend that was going through something. And so we were there together. And this doctor walked this little girl in. And it was so kind the way he was handling her. He was just really sweet with her. And I said, are you, is he related to her? Are you related? And they said, no, but here we believe the kids are all of ours. And it's just so interesting, you know, here that would be weird. And there it was like, it was so innocent and sweet. It was like her uncle. It's like, man, I just want to learn and be better. And traveling is one of those things that can do that for you. And it's actually funny when I got off the boat, we took a water taxi um, all down the bottom of the boot uh, of Italy. We went to Rome, we went to uh, Cinque Terre, and we went down to uh, do the whole Amalfi Coast. And we stayed actually in Amalfi. And it was just an incredible experience. Positano, like all of Capri, that whole area is just really beautiful. I can't wait to go back. But it was just fascinating to learn and to listen about how rushed we are, how distracted we are, how hard it is to please us, and how the second that one thing happens, we're on to waiting for the next thing to happen. And we, it's like a bank that can never be uh, full. And you just constantly want to eat. <laughs> Ouch, Francisco or whatever. <laughs> um, but actually, the way I met him was I had a boot on my foot because I was dancing in one of our productions and I fell off of a box onto the ground. Only me. This is hilarious. And then I had to wear this stupid boot and I ended up wearing it all over Italy. But it ended up working out to our advantage because we got on the front of everything. So it was awesome. <laughs> I didn't realize that that would help us on the trains, on the planes, on the water taxis, on the Vespas. Uh, and it ended up being a benefit. And that's how he met us. He saw us um, getting off of the um, boat and then he ended up helping us. And it was really cool and safe and not weird. And it was cool. And I ended up learning from him. So traveling is one of those things that um, definitely can educate anybody. But that whole concept of just constantly needing reassurance and treats and affirmation, I thought was so healthy. I mean, it's so unhealthy, but it was so healthy for me to learn and you kind of just learn to keep things in their place better. It's like, okay, I don't want to be like that anymore. So that definitely helped me. And I would say just the travel in general is one of those things that that you can't put a price on what you learn when you travel. It's like, it's just an incredible um, gift. It really is. And even to your family, if you've got um, kids, I feel like that's one of those things. Even if you can't do expensive trips, doing um and we didn't do Italy with a high dollar amount we did it on bed and breakfasts and uh, we took public transportation and it was awesome like we did great we we entertained ourselves and and did it on a budget and it was great it wasn't 
it wasn't super expensive. It can be done very expensively and probably more inexpensively. But with two women traveling, we tried to keep it at like a medium level. So we weren't making our parents crazy. <laughs> so, um, but it was great. And so I just want to encourage you. I, I do like I'm traveling again this weekend. I don't talk about it a lot because like I said, I'm doing it for assignments and jobs and work and all kinds of varieties of things. It's really cool. A wide variety of things. It's cool. Um, but sometimes it's just like, why even talk about it if I can't tell you what I'm doing? So I just want to encourage you as you go on your way to listen and to watch, to see what you can gain from other cultures, to see what you can learn from the people around you. It just feels like people are full of wisdom. I mean, I've learned things in Walmart shopping lines. I've learned things uh, on the airplane, lots of things on the airplane, because strangers will tell you a lot of stuff. So I have lots of stories, lots of life lessons on the airplane. And I've just learned things from benches at the at the uh, mall. You know, you just sit on a bench and you listen and it's fascinating. I'm not talking about eavesdropping. I'm talking about having a conversation and truly listening and engaging with the people around you. And that's where I've learned some of my most valuable life lessons have been from strangers along the way. It's really true. And so it's a really cool way to live. It bugs people that you're with because then you're talking to other people and they're annoyed. So you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, you know, got the gambler. I've been listening to that song lately. It's such a good song. Why didn't I write that? I wish I wrote that song. It's such a good song. But it's like you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. <laughs> so it is good to read the crowd and read who you're with so you're not the most annoying friend of all times. But when you have a moment and it's appropriate, it really is good to have ears to hear and to be able to listen and to gain wisdom from the people that have gone before you and the people that are around you. So that's my lesson for the day. I learned it from a man in Italy. I'll talk to you guys soon.